When you have hair loss, it can be such a scary and deceivingly lonely place. But you know what? You're not alone. You are here with me. Welcome to the Alternative Hair Alchemist podcast. Hi, I'm Deborah Heim. I am a certified alternative hair specialist, a wig boutique owner, and wig wearer myself due to alopecia. And this is my tell it like it is take on all things alternative hair. I also happen to be a certified confidence coach, so I'm going to be sprinkling in some mindset hacks for good measure. So take a deep breath, sit back and relax, and listen to my favorite ways and my best advice on how I help others and help myself to rock that alternative hair. We're going to drop that shame and stigma. What is that about anyway? Now, let's do this. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's podcast episode. This is Deborah Heim, and you're listening to The Alternative Hair Alchemist. So this week, I first of all apologize for being late. We've had some construction across the street and Angelique. So this is a few days late. So for that, I apologize. I hate being late. Also, this week, I had Louis from John Renault in the store, and he was showing me some of the new things in person, which is I absolutely love because, honest to God, if there's anything I've learned is pictures can be deceiving. But one of the things we were talking about is pirate sites on the internet, and that is where someone will take the name like of John Renault and misspell a word or maybe make it johnrenaultwigs.com or what have you and they steal the pictures from John Renault and you think you're getting John Renault products at a really unbelievably good price and let that be your first clue if the price is really unbelievably good you should probably be suspicious of it but that led me to think about talking about or discussing what kind of information you find on the internet. Because let me tell you, not everything you read about wigs is true. And another point to keep in mind is what you are generally reading, take into account the person that's writing it. Like most of the information that I've come across out there is from somebody based on their own wig wearing. Now, this can be good because a lot of the information can be helpful, but it can also be bad because the person's own fears and maybe misbeliefs or whatever will come across and like it furthers the fear. Now, the reason I thought about this is I accidentally came across an article on Pinterest that said the do's and don'ts of wearing a wig. So I couldn't wait to get into that to check it out. So I thought it might be fun for me to read through this and give you my color commentary as to whether or not I agree. And you have to understand, when I first opened my shop, even though there was an internet, there was not a lot or not nearly as much alternative hair information out there as there is today. But reading this, and I'm not sure when it was written, I kind of am glad that I didn't read this because some of the fears that this person writing it has come through 
loud and clear. So starts off great. Wearing a wig can be fun. There's definitely a learning curve, which is true. And then she states she's been wearing them for 15 years. So here she goes. Number one, don't wear high neck clothing. Now, her basis for this is that high neck tops will rub against the hair and the seams of your wig, and it'll cause wear and tear and frizz and breakage, and the high neck tops could cause the wig to slide up on your head. Well, I have to tell you, that's not been my experience. Now, if you are going to wear a turtleneck, you want to put it on before you put your wig on. But I don't think friction from a top on one single day of wear is going to tear up your wig too much. So plus, remember the other tips that I talked about is flipping the length up in a clip or what have you. And If your wig is going to move because of your turtleneck, you've got the wrong wig on. That doesn't fit you. Do wear layered clothing with zippers or buttons so that it's easily removable. This is true, especially with hoodies. If you're going through climate changes or it's warm in the afternoon but cold at night and you want a sweatshirt, make sure you get a zippered hoodie. That is one thing that I've learned the hard way because you don't want to be pulling sweatshirts and sweaters off over your head. So that goes without saying. Not that it can't be done, you just have to be careful. Don't wear a wig in temperatures that are too hot. Well, other than common sense, she goes on to say that it's similar to wearing a winter hat, which I question when this was written or what kind of wig she's wearing, and that there's a chance of overheating in warm temperature and that you will sweat a lot in all caps. Now, whether or not you sweat a lot, I generally do, but I can't say that a wig alone has had me overheating. If you get the right constructed wig, they are not like the three-inch fabric layer that they used to be maybe even 10 years ago. So this must be a little bit older of an article. Do put sunblock on your head before putting a wig on when spending time outside in the sun. Now, I can't say that I've done that, but that's just generally good advice. I imagine, especially if you have a light wig, sun could get through there. So yeah, you want to get in the habit of protecting yourself, especially if you have alopecia and have no hair. You know, you're going to be susceptible to temperatures and sunburn. And yes, it can go through a wig. So also, they make now hats that are available with UV protection. That's always a good idea, too. In fact, Christine Headwear has some of those. Don't wear hats over the top of a wig. Now, I find that you can. She said that they're going to cause major damage to if you have a synthetic on and friction will cause the damage. But I don't have a problem wearing a hat over a wig, especially if it's just for one day. Now, what you do want to be careful of, if it's a knit cap and you're going inside and you want to take the cap off, I always put my hand at the back of my neck to brace my wig because, yes, Usually, even though I have wigs that really fit, I probably have them taped down. You just want that extra assurance. So a hand at the back of your neck should help you take care of that. Now, the next suggestion is to adjust your wig by grasping the ear tabs. 
where your sideburns would be. Now, that is a major red flag to me because if your wig fits properly, you shouldn't have that much room to grab it and you shouldn't be needing to be adjusting it on your head several times a day. I know I have talked to people that have, are wearing wigs too big and they always do that. Like you, the hands go to the ear tabs and the constant adjustment. So, you know, that generally means your wig, if it's got that much room, you might want to try a wig that fits a little better. Don't expose your wig to extremely high temperatures. This is the truth. You do want to be careful if it is a regular synthetic around an oven. Like a, you can be in the kitchen, but I've become in the habit of asking Chris or whoever to take the item out of the oven because, hey, even as experienced as I am, my wigs are so comfortable, I've forgotten it. And yes, the high temperature can, you know, fry your wig. Although most of the days, so many people have the heat-defiant synthetics on, so that's not as much of a problem. But another thing that happens is that you forget because your wig looks so natural and you try and use a curling iron even really, really low. Trust me, that's a mistake. Guess how I know that. Do use products designed for synthetic hair. That is absolutely true. You can use other products. I've heard of people using dish soap. I've heard of people using human hair shampoo. But your synthetic is made to be maintained with the products for synthetic hair. Some of the other products can dry it out, leave residue, what have you. So sometimes when I when people tell me they wash their wigs in other things, I always ask them, well, where did you get that information? And sadly, sometimes it comes from wig shops. And that really alarmed me because, you know, that makes me think that there are vendors out there selling the wig and not really instructing you on how to take care of it. Next up, don't wear a wig in water. Her theory is that water will stretch your wig. And, you know, that may be true if you're talking about extensive situations, but one of the pleasures of getting caught in the rain in synthetic hair is that I know my hair is going to look great as soon as it dries. And as far as swimming, you can wear a wig at the beach and you can wear a wig in the pool. There is a way to fix your wig those all-in-one wig caps that you can wear underneath are one way to keep your wig on. There are many, many affixatives, and some people do want to jump in the pool because especially if you're sensitive of how you look without the wig, just know that that shouldn't frighten you. You can do it, but immediately take proper care of your wig when you get out. Next, don't attempt to style your wig like you would human hair. Yes and no. She goes on to talk about how ponytails and braids would break a wig. And I'll tell you, I style my wig just like it was hair. Now, not with the heat tools or what have you, unless it's heat defiant. But yeah, that one is a no from me. Do not attempt roller coasters or other fast rides while wearing a wig. I've been on a motorcycle, just a little wig tape. I do wear my helmet on top of my wig, and like I say, when I take my helmet off, my hand goes right to the back of the head to brace my wigs. But other than that, you know, that kind of thing 
probably causes fear in people. You know, it's there's a saying in AA that says, take what you need and leave the rest. Well, that applies to what you read on the internet, too. Oh, here's a big one I have a problem with. Do refrain from hugs or other types of physical affection when others come into contact with your hair. Now, again, you know, you most certainly can be hugged. Your wig should be fitting. If that's going to knock your wig off your head, again, you've chosen the wrong wig or you need some help with making that fit. He goes on to say, just choose to high five or something like that, a handshake. But, you know, this might have been written also from somebody that was like, you know, talking about personal distancing too. But anyway, and that's about it for what she has to say. I went on down to read the comments that were posted on it. There are just a couple thanking her for the information. But it's like I said, you know, I a lot of times, you've got to keep that in mind, a lot of the times the people that are influencers or trying to help you with your wig are doing it solely based on their own advice. And that's where... I can differ from that because not only do I do that, wear my own wigs, I also have helped like 2,200 people at this point. So I've been asked about booking online consults. You can do it one of two ways. On the very best littlehairhouse.com site, there's a place to book online. But I'll tell you, the website, sometimes I have times available that the website doesn't allow you to book. So one of the other ways is to just email me from either verybestlittlehairhouse.com or deborahheim.com and I will send you a personalized link. So again, I hope I clear some things up. I would imagine everybody listening to this podcast already kind of knows those things. But anyway, it was fun to go through it and to, you know, drive the point home that sometimes what you read isn't always necessarily reliable. And by all means, do not let fear of wind or water or whatever keep you from your alternative hair. And thank you for listening. Until next week, peace, love, and alternative hair. If you enjoyed this episode, you might like working with me one-on-one even better. You can check out the options at DebraHeim.com. You can find my shop at VeryBestLittleHairHouse.com. And don't forget my Wise Wig Advice and Support Group, also on Facebook. I'd love to hear from you. But until next time, peace, love, and alternative hair.